if you've been around for more than a couple of minutes, you know I talk about phone sites a lot. And the reason I do that is <clears throat> everyone knows the power of lead pages, click funnels, and all these other programs, but they don't understand the simplicity of phone sites. It's less expensive, it's easier to use, and it's a phenomenal program. So check it out. Uh, I'll have the link in the show notes below. Definitely give phone sites a shot and see how it can help you explode your business. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the New Hampshire Business Show. My name is Chris Bashar, and today we're here with Kevin Hollenbeck of Sandler Training. How's it going? Good. Good. So let's get started. Uh, tell me a little bit about yourself, and then let's get into what you do. Well, I'm. Uh, my name is Kevin Hollenbeck. I've uh, been a New Hampshire resident for most a good part of my life at yeah. this point, many years. Raised a family of five here, oh, nice. uh, and uh, my company is called Sandler Training. Uh, we are a sales training, sales force development organization, and we work with primarily revenue generating people to help them uh, generate more revenue, more profits for their companies, whether yeah. it's sales or or you know asking for business and development like a. A college or something anybody has to ask for money basically we work with yeah cool so I like sales I used to be a salesman um, I used to sell cars <laughs> so you can only imagine yeah, I mean, yeah. you probably deal with that all the time um, so the let's classic get in. the classic stereotype of the used car salesperson yes, is not everyone, a good everyone one. hates yeah <laughs> it's like it's the worst like any other sales department is way better than being car sales yeah. well insurance and uh, you know timeshares would be right up there or vacuum cleaners yeah i guess oh i mean any sale door to door sales yeah, is probably yeah. pretty bad but there's just this there's always that you walk onto a car lot and they're just ready to fight you yeah yeah <laughs> Well, I think it's you know you know you say that Chris, but it's it doesn't matter what you're selling. I mean, yeah. if I, if you sell services, I think people don't trust salespeople is mm-hmm. the starting position, yeah. and so they're defensive because they've interacted with horrible salespeople their whole life. <laughs> um, they still get called all the time by the what is the Google ad click stuff or you name it. I mean, we still yeah. even to this day get in many ways bombarded by un, undesired solicitations. Yeah. So people tend to be negative. And then when they choose to go deal with a salesperson at a store or whatever, a lot of times it's a negative experience. So yeah. the fact is, is most people are defensive when they deal with salespeople. Yeah. And I'm glad you, of course, you would understand this here, sales trainer. <laughs> it just, it amazes me. Uh, it's like for a position that's so important to companies, Yeah. That they, but most companies just hire someone like, oh, here you go, no training, no nothing, here, yeah. go just go, go. If you have a personality, <laughs> you're a friendly person, you know a bunch of people, you grow up here, you'll be good in sales. Yeah. And it's generally a disaster, Chris. I mean, I think that that's, I mean, so, so yes, you know, at one level I do sales training, but, yeah. but let's step back. Part yeah. of, let's just pretend whatever, you have your massive enterprise here yeah. and you have 10 salespeople and you say, hey, I got, you know, the, I need to train these people all up and some of you send them me. Well, here, here's the first problem that happens. And this happens almost universally. I look at your people and I'm thinking three of these, five of these people shouldn't even be here. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I can train them, but it isn't going to work. Right. Yeah. I mean, putting somebody in a garage doesn't make them a car. Right. Sending somebody to sales training actually does not make them sell if they're not the right person. Mm-hmm. So, so you're right. There's a lot to really what a modern salesperson needs to look like, be like. And I'll, I'll spend a lot of time with my clients helping them if they're building a sales team. I mean, some people just themselves want to sell better, and we work with those people. 
But if they're really saying, I need to get people to sell for my company and do this, that's a whole art. And, and generally, people are not good at selecting people. And then again, when they aren't working out, they say, Kevin, can you fix them? And it's like, actually, the right answer is, let's let's try to do a better job of selection. Yeah. So this is actually very interesting. So um, we're hitting on a topic that's very big across the sales world, and that's finding mm-hmm. good salespeople. Yep. That's hard. Um, finding good employees is hard. Correct. <laughs> and then yep. finding someone who's willing to sell is just like, it's awful. Yep. Um, so in any of the sales groups I'm in online, just we talk about sales all the time, that's one of the biggest things is how do we go about doing this? <laughs> so this is a good conversation, like finding good salespeople, how to train them, but finding them is important. Like, do you have any good tips for that? Or Well, so, so yes. Um, uh, l- let me just say that there are not enough good salespeople for the number of positions open. Yeah. So right now, part of the problem is if you're a small business and you want to hire a salesperson, you know, there, there, aren't, there aren't that much talent out there. You know, it's, you know, you got an NFL, you need a good quarterback. They're just, it's a limited pool. And so you can put people in there, but you've, t- so, so part of the challenge that you have is you got a couple ways you do it. You can go to the free agent market, meaning mm-hmm. that you can go out and uh, spend a bunch of money, you know, pick a number, you know, $150,000 yeah. guarantee with upside and, you know, and you can, sure, if you've got a bunch of money. So some of the VCs out there or the people who have a lot of money, they're scaling quick, quickly. Yeah. Some of the tech space, they just throw money and you can actually, you can steal talent. So there is talent out there, but unless you have, unless you're the New York Yan- Yankees or the Boston Red Sox, you probably can't compete at that level. So, yeah. you know, this show I think is targeted towards the mid to small business market and let's assume that you don't have an open checkbook and you just can't go buy the right talent because let's face it with enough money you could go find stuff yeah but I think the real reality for myself for you for most business owners here in New Hampshire or northern New England is that there simply isn't a good talent pool you can get lucky now and again but how do you find the talent was Mm -hmm. your question so first of all I would step back and say that that there's a lot of reasons why salespeople fail, and one of the reasons is we don't find the right talent. But I, I, I would just say before you hire, have you really defined the type of selling you need them to do? Mm-hmm. Do you know what that looks like? So here's what I mean. If you came to me and said, Kevin, you know, I, I, let's do I'm a dog expert. You say, I want to get a dog. Yeah. And I, I, I wouldn't just say, hey, let's go down to the SPCA here and grab one. Yeah. Right? That, that wouldn't be the best outcome. I mean, it might work out beautifully, mm-hmm. right? We could get lucky. But I would probably say, well, you know, do you have a family? Do you have a big yard? Are you home a lot? Do you want a lap dog or a guard dog? Do you mind barking? Um, how much do you want, you know, the dog that you needs to pet all the time, retention? Or do you want one that's more independent, yeah. right? We would ask a lot of questions, and we might identify this is the type of breed you want. And then once we decided the breed and what we're going to do, we'd go into the selection process. Mm-hmm. So I want to say sales is the same. There's account managers. There's farmers. There's hunters. There's cold callers. There's networking people. There's a lot of different ways to find business. So we really have to talk about what kind of subset of sales we're looking for. Yeah. It's 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 not, you know, life insurance classic, you know, sales, uh, but life insurance sales is is still out there. It's an yeah. important area to sell. So if you need a financial services rep that's going to sell life insurance to small 
business people and homeowners, that's very different than if you're selling, you know, computer IT solutions to small businesses or if you're selling enterprise solutions into Fortune 100 companies. Yeah. Those are very different types of breeds within the sales world. Yeah. So I step back only because we're going to talk about hiring the right salesperson, but that's a different animal depending on what you're getting, right? Yeah. So our selection process is important. And I find a lot of times what happens is I know somebody or I hear so-and-so can sell or they just got let go from some company or they, they're, they're moving to the area. Let's snap them up and put them in sales. Yeah. Well, that would be like going to the you know, SPCA and grabbing a dog and throwing it your house. It might work, but more often than not, probably won't be happy. Yeah. And the difference is, well, you can fire a salesperson a little easier than you can probably get rid of the dog, but let's not go there. <laughs> so, so I think there's that. Do we have a plan? Do we know what the metrics are? What are we going to measure? So the, the thing is, sales, there's a pipeline, right? Yeah. So if, let's just say we go to, uh, you know, we're going to sell uh, cell phones. I see a cell phone here, right? So we're going to sell cell phones to companies. Well, I, I, what I would know is if I, if I was a cell phone provider, I probably am going to target companies, but chances are they have a plan. So first of all, i got to take it from somebody else. They're yeah. already with Verizon or whoever they're with, right? So I've got to sell my cell phones. Um, I got to find when their plan ends. So when their contract ends, are there you know are there penalties to end early? So maybe maybe you just signed a two year contract and we can't even talk realistically yeah. for a year and three quarters, right? So I may you know, but then even if I find you, what's the window? How do I? How, so clo- let's say it's a three to six month sales cycle. Mm-hmm. So if I hire somebody today and magically day one, they were they could be fully productive. That still means it's going to be three to six months before you have any results. Yeah. So here's one of the great problems. If we don't have all the metrics laid out, how many calls should they make? How many appointments should they be in front of? How many LinkedIn contacts should they be building weekly? What sort of networking events? We call that all behavior, right? I'm using, there's lots of other behaviors. But really, I can only manage behavior in the early days. So when I hire that salesperson after I, you know, give them their business cards and desk and get them set up with their 401k plan or whatever my benefits are, now what I really have is a period of time where I'm mixing the ingredients and I'm I'm putting it in the oven and I'm baking the cake. Yeah. There's a there's a there's a sales cycle that takes time. So what a lot of companies don't do is they don't think about that. So they hire a person and maybe they aren't doing the right thing, but they don't even know it because they're busy. Yeah. You know they're worried about fill out your you know san, your your, your salesforce.com or CRM tool blah blah blah. So now it's six months down the line they haven't sold anything and they're like what's the problem? They don't know the problem. That what they know is they don't have results, but they haven't been monitoring any of that behavior. Yeah. So effective sales management, even if you're managing yourself, is really about looking at your behavior. Mm-hmm. So, so we want to track before we hire. We want to know what that is, Chris. Most people don't do that. Then we need an onboarding plan for the first 90 days. What do they have to learn? And I want that written out, right? And so the other thing is let's pretend I actually hire the right salesperson. But if I don't know the behavior, if we don't have any standards, I just say, you're welcome to my company. There's the, you know, the, the, the computer. Uh, here's a database. Go sell something. Yeah. Right? Here's the price list, which, again, is what tra- training is. Or sometimes it's follow Charlie. He's our best guy around for a week. Now you'll know what to do. Yeah. And then a week later, you know, you're selling. You haven't been trained. You really haven't been developed. And so even if I've got the right person, if I don't have an onboarding plan, if I'm not coaching them throughout that, I, I might get frustrated. Or, again, I might not hit my numbers, not because I couldn't do it, 
but because I didn't know what to do. You didn't yeah. give me any guidance. You didn't help me. And so there's an awful lot to, to, to I would say, on the company side yeah. to, before we even think about hiring. So we, we spend a lot of time in my business working with people to kind of lay all that before we hire. I, yeah. I just It's like slow down. Uh, usually what happens, somebody calls me up and says, Kevin, I got this guy. He's going to th- think he's going to be great. Can you take a look at him or her? And it's like, okay, I can, and I can certainly do that. But I believe a successful outcome is a partnership between a company and the right person. Yeah. So once we lay that out, Chris, then we have to say, what's the right person? Mm-hmm. And now we start going through the process of interviewing selection. Um, I would say sourcing candidates is difficult. Certainly social media is one of the best ways to do it. I think you can just work your network. I have a ton of contacts on LinkedIn. Uh, you know, if we aren't connected, I think we are, but we should be connected. Um, I help my clients. If somebody's hiring, I'll say, hey, you know, Chris Pistana is looking for an opportunity, and, and so I'll use my network. I think that can really work, especially for those of us that are based here in New Hampshire, yeah. and we're connected to each other, and we do a lot of business locally. I mean, just between you and I, if we looked at, let's just say, second levels of connections mm-hmm. in our respective networks, it's enormous. We probably know a decent percentage of people in the entire region just yeah. through our Influence. So I think social media is big. Then you can pay, obviously, to yeah. run ads, and you can use a recruiters. There, there's a, there's good recruiters out there, um, you know, that, that that I recommend, and so I, I think it's a legitimate way to go. So that's the sourcing side, yeah. right? So now I've got candidates, whether you pay to advertise or pay a recruiter. But now the question becomes, how do I decide? Yeah. So let's assume I've got five candidates. How do I pick the best one or any of them? Mm-hmm. Now we start looking at a, a, a tight interview process. How am I interviewing? Uh, I believe in online evaluations. I'm looking at kind of core things. So stuff I'm looking for is do they have desire? Are they really hungry? There's a lot of people that aren't hungry enough. Sales yeah. is still about being hungry and and, and competitive, and, and you've got to want it. You, you just have to have a certain amount of uh, of oomph and, and desire yeah. to do it. And and without that, maybe call it drive or ambition, we're screwed. And there's a lot of lovely people that have great relationships um, that just don't have the ambition and drive yeah. that you need to, to be successful in sales. Then there's commitment. You know, it's one thing to want it. It's another thing to be committed to do the hard work. Um, I, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an older guy. We'll just leave it at that. I've been in my business over 25 years. I have five grown children. I'm, um, I, I do triathlons. I go to the gym almost every day. True confession, I didn't today. I didn't feel great. But I go to the gym almost every day, work out for at least an hour. Yeah. Um, I, I compete. I am healthier than whatever, probably 98% of the people my age in terms of fitness level, maybe. I don't know. I, I better be careful. But we'll make it to 95%. But the point is, is I see a lot of people that desire to be fit, desire to be energetic as they age, um, but they don't make the commitment to do the yeah. right things, to change the diet, to do the behavior, to show up and do the hard work. Yeah. I think that's true in selling. I think it's true in business. So desire, commitment. Do you have a positive outlook? Some people are just negative Nellies. Some people are positive people. I don't want you to be pie in the sky. Oh, everything's great. But reality is you've got to have a good outlook. You've yeah. got to believe in it. You've got to be able to deal with adversity. And if you're not basically a positive person that thinks abundantly, you're going to struggle in sales because of the amount of rejection. And then you have to take responsibility. No blame game. Uh, you you got to be somebody that owns everything. If you're not selling enough, yeah, you can say the economy's bad or the product is overpriced. But bottom line is, if you what can you do, right? Yeah. And I'm looking for those sorts of attributes, Chris. Mm-hmm. Nice. 
That's pretty cool. It sounds, it's kind of like, as you're going, I'm like, wow, it sounds like that's less and less common nowadays. <laughs> you, you would think that, but I, I would, you know, my client base, it's funny. I, I you know, because we have a training center in Manchester, and yeah. we also have people that access remotely from around all over the place. But um, my client base is, is, from my perspective, pretty young. It's a, a high percentage of millennials, for sure. Uh, and maybe even, what's the next one called? Gen Zs? I think we're, yeah, I don't know that we have Gen any Z of those yet. Well, I don't know where the break that. is. Yeah, yeah. I, I forget. But, but I guess the key would be is that young people. And, you know, there's, the, 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 there certainly are plenty of people in every generation that have entitlement mentalities. Yeah. But there are plenty of people that are hungry. Um, that are good folks that really have a desire. They may not be as purely, let's say, money motivated yeah. in some ways, but they're plenty motivated. And if you find the right combination, especially if your business is set up right, um, if it's just how much money can I make, the classic screw everybody to get it, I would say, yeah, you're not going to find a lot of people. But I don't know how many of those businesses are really out there anymore. And if yeah. they are, they're going away. Yeah, People don't want that in business. And, and you know, it, it gets exposed. So mm -hmm. doing business right for the right reasons it does help companies be better. Yeah. Um, and, and so you don't have to you're, – you're going to get paid plenty in sales, but it doesn't have to be all about the money. Yeah. Okay. So – that's a good segue into something else. So um, it really isn't actually, but the um, <laughs> that's okay. So we're talking about hiring salespeople. Mm -hmm. um, so let's take it down to even a smaller level and talk about people starting businesses. Because the person that starts a business, they're not in a position to hire yet. Right. Um, even though salespeople are interesting, because if they're full. Yeah, and it's, in fact, it's a mistake. Well, first but. of all, hiring a 100% commission salesperson almost never works mm -hmm. uh, because you're not going to get good ones. Yeah. It, 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 and, and you might occasionally get lucky, but I mean, it's, I would, it's, it's, it's probably below 1% success rate, in mm -hmm. my experience, in this economy. Now, yeah. if nobody's working and people are looking to do something, but right now, you're going to have to pay a base. And, and so the bigger problem is m most small business owners hire somebody too soon. Because they don't want to, especially if they're good at what they do, they don't want to do sales. Sales is the last thing they want to do. Yeah. It's the first thing they want to outsource in some cases because they're an engineer or they're an architect or they're a whatever radio producer. And the last thing they want to do is sell. Yeah. But I would argue it, it probably is something they should put some effort into personally do and yeah. sell more. Okay, so good, because this is where we're going. Um, so brand new person's like, I'm going to start a business. But they're not good salespeople. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what should they be doing to focus on that skill? Because I think that's a skill that even though you know, we would know it's inherent yeah. throughout your entire life. Yeah. Like you sell all the time without realizing it. But once you start your business, you need to be the salesperson. Like what, what, do, what do they do? Well, first of all, I think the business owner is probably by default a better salesperson than anybody else in their company most cases simply because they believe passionately what they do. Mm -hmm. Hopefully they've started something they care about and they're passionate about, they have yeah. some reason for. So just the fact that they have the vision and all of that, even if they aren't good at selling, Chris, the fact is they're passionate about it. And so if I'm dealing with the business owner, you could be a roofer, you could be, you know, whatever, you, you could be selling anything, you know. If you believe in what you do, I think there's a certain 
genuineness that probably comes across. And even if you suck at selling from a technical perspective, right? Yeah. If I looked at it, just because you're who you are, I'm going to like you. You're going to do some business. So yeah. I, I think I think people should. If you if you absolutely hate to sell and can't sell at all, probably you shouldn't get in business. Because let, let me just step back. I have two engineering degrees. I have a bachelor's degree in industrial engineering from the University of Michigan. I I, I was in the uh, Corps of Engineers, I, uh, active duty as a combat engineer. I picked up a master's degree from Murray State while I was in the service at, in the Army. I, I got out, and then I practiced as a project engineer for a big company, Mobile Chemical, which is now part of ExxonMobil. Yeah. And so I've done the engineering routine. I've done that stuff. And and, and they didn't teach me anything about selling at yeah. all, right? And I, I didn't want to do it. But here's what I found. I, I got into engineering lar- largely because I thought that's where business happens. You know, on the factory floor, and I worked on a factory. It's where it's engineered. You know, this, this microphone, whatever I'm talking into, is it's you know it's the beauty of the design, and that's good stuff. I, I don't want to diminish that. But what I came to realize after a few years in business is the business actually happens where the money changes hands. Because this doesn't happen if there's no money. Yeah. It just doesn't. It has to be about the money. Mm-hmm. And so when I begin to recognize that, what I realize as a business owner, you can probably find a great engineer. You can probably find a great manufacturer. You can probably find somebody that can run your office here. You can find those people, and they're actually somewhat affordable. You can find accounting people. But great salespeople, especially ones that own the client relationships, they're not only hard to find, but if that person leaves, let's just say you hire a good person, and they build a good base, and then they, they don't like you someday, or they decide they want to do their own thing. You know what? They could, they know enough now. They got the client relationships. They can go find somebody that can build a manufacturer. And I can't tell you how many companies I know, businesses, that, that, that have started because somebody worked in somebody else's company, mm-hmm. had, the, had the sales connections, yeah. and then decided to start a competitive business. And the company they left, in many cases, never recovers. So as a business owner, Chris, you have to control the client relationships early on. Now, as you begin to grow and scale, of course, that's not possible. Yeah. So let me answer your question. I, I'm talking a lot here. It's radio. It's okay. But uh, um, I, I would say that, you, you know, as, as, a, as a small business person, early on, just as you invest in other tools that you need, you buy a computer, you buy whatever software you need, you buy whatever equipment you need, mm-hmm. I would argue that investing in yourself and learning has got to be an important investment, too. It's, it's equally important. And I think to, to learn, if you have a gap in any area, to make those investments, investing in yourself is just a good thing to do. And so if there's a gap and you're not comfortable with or don't know how to sell or you're stuck, that's where companies like mine come in or people like me. You, 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 you know, the question is, are you willing to invest in yourself? And so I've worked with many, many small business owners over 25 plus years, many who, of them who are continuing to be business owners that are a lot larger because they figured it out. But you first... If you if you discount too much, right? Let's just say, how do you sell for higher margin? Yeah. A lot of times, if you want to get a good salesperson, you are going to have to pay them. So the problem is, but it's a chicken or the egg. But if I don't have the revenue, how do I hire the salesperson? So I try to, and then I make all the wrong hires, which cost me money and delays me. Yeah. The better answer is, Chris, what, and I'm, I'm just pretending you, you were a business owner trying to grow in that way. I'd say, well, what if you got better? What if you actually sold more of the work you want to get? What if you found some bigger companies that paid you? you? Would you have more money? And if you then had that money and you knew how to do it, then you could afford to pay somebody. Yeah. You would actually know what you're doing. You would have your process defined. And so I think really, unless you're like 
you just can't even think of sales, in which case find a business partner that does. But if you, in, unless you're that one person once in a while that just isn't ever going to have to sell or can't do it, or you've invented this thing that's so unique that it's going to sell itself, yeah. you better invest in yourself and learn how to do it. And so we spend a lot of time with a lot of small business owners who fight, 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 get to a level and finally say, until, I'm, until I get good at bus- finding business, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I can cut my expenses to some point, but the real problem is revenue. Yeah. Until I get more revenue and the right margin revenue, right? Yeah. If I discount enough, I can sell it, but then it's just volume. Well, if you, if you discount it too much, then how do you pay your salesperson? Well, you, like... you, you don't. And, and so now you're busier, you've got more business, but you're not making money. Yeah. And, and, and so if you're going to build a lasting business, you're going to actually need to pay people, which means you can't be the cheapest. Yeah. I mean, I'll use an example. I work with a number of uh, the top remodelers here, remodeling companies in the yeah. state, you know, builders, remodelers, kitchen baths. I've worked with many, 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 many companies right here in Londonderry, all around the region. And uh, I'm not going to name names, but I could. Uh, but what I would say is that that many of them you know, their challenge was, is you can win business. If I'm going to remodel your kitchen, if I discount it enough, you know, somebody's charging me 75 grand to do it and I'll on paper do the same job for 45, which you're going to pick. So here's the problem. When you pick the 45,000 instead of 75, even if on paper or on CAD design, it looks the same. Yeah. You think you're going to get the same thing? No. And even if I could deliver the same thing, I, probably it's me personally swinging the hammer. And so I, I have a job, right? Yeah. And I've cut my costs. I'm winning business, but I'm the guy nailing the nails. And by the way, when I finish that job, guess what? I got to go find the next one. And I live this. So I think a lot of business owners, really, they don't have a business. They, they own their job yeah. or, or maybe their job owns them. And so really, at some point, a lot of these remodelers in particular, I think of many, many different business owners that fall in this category, say, you know what? I'm tired of that, right? And, and and I need to grow. I can't afford to hire, I mean, you know, a great salesperson. Uh, and maybe they've even tried it a few times and haven't worked. That's many. If they've tried it three times now, they know it doesn't work. Okay, then they come to me mm-hmm. and they say, I got to get better. So, but until they're willing to personally invest time, money, and energy, it's not going to change. Yeah. And so at some point, I, I just wait for people to say, I've done this enough. Maybe I need to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. But if they are, if they're not ready, they're not ready. It's okay. It, it's it's. But it is the key to business is sales. I would argue more. I'm not diminishing the engineering or the manufacturing, but if you don't have revenue, you don't have anything. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a like I said, that's a big and good lesson for entrepreneurs because um, I see it all the time where yeah. I'm like, hey, how are you selling? And they're like. Oh, I'm not a salesperson. <laughs> That's the first thing they're like, I'm not a salesperson. And they get all offended about it. And then I'm like, well, your yeah. sales are down too. So, you know, I have a, you know, I have a business owner. I'm just about to start right after the first of the year. So yeah. she's going to, I mean, she's somebody I've known in the past. She's had unsuccess hiring salesperson over mm-hmm. the years. We sat down just a week or two ago and she basically said, you know, I, I, I think the problem is me. Okay. Yay. We finally got it right. Cause she's right. Mm-hmm. Right. It really is owning the problem and saying, you know what? I want to, I, I need to build out a sales team yep. because she's going to have to, she's, she's getting old enough. Like a lot of us that mm-hmm. she's going to have to think about exiting your business in yep. the next 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. And so she knows she needs to build a sales team. She's handling the sales right now. Cause again, she's fired all the salespeople over the years. Her business is nice and profitable. That's the good news. The bad news is she's handling all the sales. So now yeah. everything's on her. 
So, but what, what she said, and she's right, is, you know what, what I think I need to do is I need to develop my skill set first. I need to, and we talked about understand what the process is, define yeah. the onboard. I want to work with you. So I'm working with her starting the first of the year on, on a sales track, helping her be a better salesperson because it'll actually impact her business even help her. Yeah. But also working on the management leadership stuff at the same time because we've yeah. got a leadership track to help. And so we'll be kind of working with her to help her build out her thing. In the meantime, I, I actually believe I can help her win more business. So she's going to get more business, mm -hmm. and then she can hire somebody, put them in a system, and build a repeatable process. Yeah. So now you've got a system. If somebody leaves, not if somebody leaves, when somebody leaves, right? People don't stay forever. This isn't yeah. this isn't you know General Motors from the 1940s. This isn't lifetime employment. It doesn't work that way anymore, with rare exception. So I need systems as a business owner where I can bring people in, have them contribute quickly, be successful successful and hopefully stick around a long time. But if they don't, I can hire somebody else, put him in, rinse and repeat. And now I have a repeatable process that's scalable. I can have multiple people. That's what we're going to help her you know, build over the next year or two. Yeah. But it takes time and it takes her saying, hey, I need to be the first one. Yeah. It's a, it's a good lesson. I think it's one people need to know. I'm talking to you, audience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's pretty good. So so we're getting right about to the 30-minute mark. Okay. Um, people who want to learn more about you, um, more from you, how they yeah. get a hold of you. Well, certainly uh, you can go to our website, which is bestsalespeople.com or bestsalespeople.sandler.com. So the brand we advertise is Sandler Training. That's what you'll see. We're a, a large international organization. I own the, the northern New England, New Hampshire office here based out of Manchester, but we work all around all around the world, but really all around the region. Mm -hmm. So hit, hit our website. You can email me at kevinh at sandler.com or kevinh at bestsalespeople.com. Either works. Um, and, and Or you give us a call, 603-232-1520 is our office number. Uh, we do have a team. Uh, you can ask to talk to me, but we have others. And I would just say, Chris, one of the things, if you go to our website, uh, we have a, we call it crash a class. We're running programs almost every week, Tuesday morning foundations, Wednesday morning mastery. There's a leadership program that runs on Thursdays, sometimes during the month. And uh, we have a crash a class program. So I tell people, look, if you want... Come join us. Come to a free session. We've got one uh, next Thursday morning. J join us. Just sign up. Come. And uh, no cost, no pressure. Check it out. That's one way to do it. Or give us a call. I'd be happy to sit down with you, answer questions, email me, whatever works. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. It's been great. Well, thanks, Chris, for having me. I hope it helps your, uh, your, your, your colleagues out there and the people that listen to your show. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. Thank you all for watching. Um, I said if you need help with your sales, which everybody does, they don't realize that, definitely reach out and uh, make some money. So I'll see you all next time. Want more New Hampshire Business Show? Find us at iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and www.nhbusinessshow.com.